Are you ready to light up the sky? Welcome to Magic Moon Phase. Hello, hello, sisters, misters, witches, wizards, all my magical folks. Welcome back to Magic Moon Phase. As always, it's my pleasure for you to be listening to my earwaves on the podcast apps and all that jazz, jazz hands. I wish you could see my jazz hands. We are moving into the last quarter, third quarter moon or last quarter moon, whichever you prefer to call it, in Scorpio. Last quarters because of the 90 degree aspect or the square aspect, we see half and half of the moon. So it can be a perceived trauma or a, a, a just a friction of sorts. And we know that every month has a third quarter. So this friction is always going to be in every month. So getting ready for it and raring to go. Put them up, put them up. Like you're ready to dig in deep. And Scorpio is deep. And as a water sign, it's really in tune with the intuition and the deep depths of our dark shadow shelves. And the Scorpio, of course, we know is all about death and those taboo topics and decomposition and, of course, the coming of rebirth. Yet, realizing that the decomposition and the death are a needed part of every cycle. You have to have the dark with the light. So we're looking at, of course, the last quarter. Both Scorpio and Aquarius are fixed signs. So we have some strong energies going on around here. Yet what I love about Scorpio is that because it's able to get so deep into itself, because it's able to go to those depths, it's much easier to find what energy is holding us back right now. During the third quarter, last quarter, it's usually obvious and it it's it comes to light, comes to the surface, which energies that you are allowing to hold you back. It comes right up to the consciousness and we're able to see it for exactly what it is. And of course, then clear it away, clear away the negative energy or at least reevaluate, reflect on it and and get rid of it. Let it go and trust. Trust that the adjustments we're making are for our best self, for our divine self, and for our future self. Be prepared. Be prepared for movement, for action, for motion, for something big to happen. Be open to adventure. Be open to that motion. Be open to change. That transformation, that shift within your mindset um, and be, be okay with emptying yourself. As the moon wanes or decreases in illumination, we are looking at emptying ourselves and reevaluating, reflecting, releasing, adjusting, and really just clearing any negative blah, 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 blahs that get in the way, that got in the way. When, so when we set our intentions with the new moon, what got in the way? Because if we, didn't, if we weren't able to celebrate the intentions we set, so you set intentions with the new moon and you celebrate what you accomplished at the full moon or look at what you need to release and what didn't happen and why, now in this third quarter with the friction, it's really coming up to the surface. And of course, even with Scorpio being about introspection and transformation in the deep dark side of your shadows, 
this is a really opportune time to be like, hmm, well, ain't that bad a bitch? And getting rid of that shit, self-hating inner talk, or the people, places, things that hold you back, sucker, from doing what it is that you want to do, be, and have in the world. Yeah. Scorpio is also uh, a sign that reminds me of the energy that I possess and that everything is energy. Let me rewind that back. Everything is energy. Your thoughts, your actions, the way that you speak to yourself, everything has a vibration. And when you are in control of those vibrations, Janet Jackson, control, we know that that's where true power stands. That's where true power comes from. If your mind is the place where ego resides, okay, and ego being our patterns, our habits, our ways of being, and the ways we show up in the world to keep us safe and keep us from being scared, right? Fear is fuel for the ego, as we learned in the last episode. If you haven't listened to it, go ahead. It's pretty rad. Mind is where the ego has the most control. If you let it have control. That's where Scorpio and this third quarter moon, last quarter moon, can really aid you in the power of controlling your dang mind. Because that's where your true power comes from. When you, with discipline and control, start to rehabilitate and re-nurture your patterns, your habits, the, the ways that you show up in the world, you know, what, is, what are the practices that you practice? What are the thoughts that you tell yourself? Scorpio is the energy to connect into the fact that you control your energy and that whatever you put out is what you are getting. So with intentional actions or rituals, intentional action, or with magic, make a genuine intentional change to really look at what's going on in your brain, what energies you're sending out, and what you're allowing your ego to do to you rather than having your ego work for you. Our ego has been given to us as a tool, a mechanism of reason, yet If you don't train yourself to listen to your ego and choose and instead just go with your ego and that fear-driven voice, that's where we come up short. That's where we're stopped in our tracks and that's the roadblocks and the deliberate actions, habits, and patterns that are holding you back. (gasps) Let me breathe for a second. Let me breathe on that. Mm, That felt good. Right in my heart chakra, that breath. (gasps) Yeah. Every square aspect that we have is a space of learning. It's a space for breakdown into a breakthrough. Every quarter moon we have is the breakdown phase where it's right at the top, simmering on that surface, just bubbling, bubbling, right at the top for you to pick it up, look at it, make a choice, make a change, and move on. Okay? Okay, cool. Power is in your mind control. Your power lies in your control of your mind space. All right, that's all I've got to say about that. You're a wizard, Harry. So control yourself, control your vibes, control your energy, and control your mind. What is it that you are truly getting rid of, releasing, and letting go 
from the illumination of the full moon. This is your time to do that. This is your time to shine and step into your power, step into your truth, your authenticity, and make a genuine intentional change to turn into exactly who it is that you want to be in the world. Woo! Last quarter, Scorpio. Boom, shakalaka, boom, bam. That's all I got for that, right? Of course, your cosmic quickie. That's what we're looking at here. It's not a long episode, but... There's a little thing called Valentine's Day going on right about meow. And I don't know if you knew this, but Valentine's Day is just a less sexy and naked knockoff of a Roman festival named Lupercalia. Let's talk about Lupercalia, because it's rad. Lupercalia is a Roman fertility festival, and it's meant to ward off evil spirits. It's meant to cleanse and purify the city as well as cause lighthearted and lusty desire-filled energy for fertility rites, okay? So we're looking at a sacrificial festival put on by the Romans, and it's said to have started around 6th century BC or so, although there's no pinpoint for that. And from the 13th to the 15th of February is when Lupercalia was celebrated, right? This beautiful celebration of sexuality, of promiscuity, and of lighthearted, chaotic fun. Okay? That's what we're looking at. So Lupercalia is to honor Faunus, which is the goddess that keeps shepherds from danger of wolves, as well as Lupercus, which we know as Cupid, or also known as Eros, the son of Aphrodite, the goddess of love and gorgeousness, and the extremely handsome husband to Psyche. Now, Eros, or Cupid, is meant to symbolize our heart space, whereas his wife Psyche is meant to symbolize our mind space, our Psyche. Anyway, that's a different story. Um, Listen to Let's Talk About Myths, Baby, uh, by Liv, the Greek mythology geek. Listen to that shit all the time. She's phenomenal. Shameless plug. Lupercalia is also meant to honor the she-wolf, Lupa. Okay, so we've got Lupa, the she-wolf, Lupercalia, the festival. We've got Lupercus, which is also Cupid or Eros, and the Luperci, which are two priests that would do the sacrifice to start the feast, as well as Lupercal. Lupercal is the cave in which Lupa, the she-wolf, found, nursed, and nurtured Remus and Romulus, the creators and founders of Rome, back to health, and Lupercal is now the cave that is uh, said to have held the rites and the altar for the Lupercalia celebration. Lots of loopy loops going on. So stick with me till the end, these frenzies. I promise this is going to be fun. So what happened is Rome was founded at the bottom of the Palestine Hill. Palatine. Palatine Hill. Palatine Hill, which is the centermost hill of the seven hills of Rome. Now, Lupercal, this cave, is where Lupa, as I mentioned, took Remus and Romulus, the founders of Rome, as she nurtured them back to health. Now, we honor Lupa, the she-wolf, with sacrifices, feasts, performances, games, and light-hearted, promiscuous debauchery. So, Lupercai, two priests, got all dressed up, apparently as goats and dogs, to then sacrifice Two young male goats for fertility and sexuality. Uh, That was a symbolism of the time, apparently. And one dog for purification purposes. 
They also offered uh, apparently salt cakes made by virgins. Just throwing that down as well. Salt cakes on your altar. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Once, once the sacrifice was done, right, the, the knife that they took to sacrifice these animals was dipped in blood. The two priests would put their foreheads together and the blood would be put on their foreheads with the sacrificial knife. At which point they would begin laughing in a fit of beautiful hysteria and then the blood would be wiped off of their foreheads with a wool soaked in milk. That's when the festival would start. That's when the celebration would start to be underway. So once the feast began, the games, the performances, the sexually charged chaotic debauchery that I was talking about rang through the town. As they finished eating the sacrifices, the men from the town, the priests, ever, the men would take pieces of the hide, right? Pieces, blood-soaked pieces of the hide of the animals that were sacrificed that they also called thongs, or they looked like whips of sorts, which were also called februa, which means to purify or meant for purification, which is also where we get the month February, which is purification. So they would take these whips and they would run through the town. They apparently started at Lubrical. In a counterclockwise motion, they ran around the hill and then made their way into the forum or the city square, whatever you would call it. And they would whip willingly placed young women with their blood-soaked thongs or februa in order to bring fertility and an easy birth. So just imagine half-naked men looking like Pan, right? Pan with a goatskin thong or a goatskin covering, whipping women that were willingly putting themselves there, sometimes over and over again, like they knew which way they were taking. They knew the route that they were taking. So they would continuously place themselves in way of these men that were lashing and whipping in order to gain fertility. Now, another cool thing and why it's so promiscuous and debaucherous is because after, or, and, and you know, why, why would you whip something? Okay, yeah, because I looked into that too. Why would they just whip? Um, and apparently in that time period, whipping was said to banish evil and replace it with sexual desire and lust. So therefore, the whipping on a festival of fertility makes sense. Yeah? Okay, cool. Another thing that used to be uh, observed, I should say, or where we get the term heart on your sleeve, I wear my heart on my sleeve, <laughs> is because the women that were just whipped with bloody pieces of animal hide, goat and dog hide, put their names into a jar in which the men would grab out of the jar to then be paired or randomly made into a match to have a partner to have celebrations with, right? So imagine all the women put their names into a jar and the men pick from the jar and that name actually was pinned to their sleeve. So they wore their women's woman's name or their partner's name on their sleeve, which also came, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Now, this random matchmaking was, of course, in fun. It was in lighthearted, uh, you know, lust and sexual desire. Yet, apparently, a lot of these couples ended up enjoying each other and ended up married. If they weren't married or ended up 
enjoying each other, then the next year they would throw their name in again and be paired up with someone else. So this random matchmaking, fertility, amazingness festival was lighthearted, but of course then it was looked at as um, dirty and nasty from the upcoming Christianity and therefore was apparently made into a much more lighthearted and acceptable holiday called Valentine's Day. Now, take what you want and leave the rest. I think Valentine's Day is purely for economy purposes. So therefore, I celebrate Lupercalia, and I celebrate Lupa, and I celebrate Aphrodite, and I celebrate Eros and Psyche and all of these beautiful deities and goddesses. And I also set up a certain altar. So here's what my altar looks like, just a little, you know, side bay of, if you were to sell it, set up an altar for Lupercalia, what would it look like? Your candle colors are red that stands for blood or female menses, blood, yes, and white, which stands for the milk or male semen. When you put them together, you can get the candle color of pink, which symbolizes fertility. So red, white, and pink are your colors for hmm, Valentine's Day and Lupercalia. You have a wolf. Okay, so uh, if you were to put animals or, or pull in any other symbolism. You could do a wolf, a dog, a goat, um, uh, blood, maybe some fake blood. Just throwing that down. Bread, of course, to symbolize the salt cakes made by virgins that were also offered up at the time. Milk, maybe goat's milk would be a good one. Your knife uh, or offerings of food, meat preferably, or animal hide like we were whipping. Make your own thong or your own februa. As well as uh, oils of vanilla and rose, your foods or fruits, pomegranate, cherries, grapes, uh, some chocolate or wine on your altar would be a great offering, as well as roses, white, pink, or red, or an orchid for to symbolize female fertility. Arrows, hearts, candy, apples, honey, or cinnamon, maybe apples with honey and cinnamon to offer to Aphrodite um, or any other deities that you may be working with. Of course, set your circle, set your elements, set your sacred space beforehand. I don't want to have to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway for any of my wee witches or baby witches listening. I got you. I got you back. Um, how about some rituals? Any, any fun things that you can do? Self-love is never selfish, P.S. And taking the time to do some rituals or some intentional actions, right? Magic, make a genuine intentional change. To do some magic, around the way you feel about yourself or calling in, you know, more romantic relationship, more sexual desire, more lust. Of course, you can always, always do sex magic, which is, you know, just visualizing something as you orgasm. It doesn't necessarily have to be done with somebody. It can be done alone. So the self-love of sex magic, while you visualize what you want to come to fruition while you orgasm, sending out that massive burst of energy can definitely be done during lubricalia. Uh, how about some candle, ruin, or sigil spells? If you want to take a red or a white candle to symbolize the blood or the milk or, or whatever it is that you want it to symbolize at the time, sweet soul, anointing it with oils, maybe your vanilla or your rose oil, whichever feels good to you, right? This is for you, Pikachu. And also finding some runes or, uh, you know, some sigils, making some sigils where you have certain symbolism that you take a, a nail or a pin or something and write it into the wax of the candle. 
Anoint the candle by putting oil on your fingertips and going up and down the candle until it's fully covered. And of course, saying something, spelling, saying a spell. That's why it's called spelling, because the words and the energy, right, Scorpio, everything's energy as we're doing this last quarter. It's funny that the last quarter in Scorpio about transformation and loving yourself and digging deep is on the same day as Lupercalia and the third quarter moon. I love how that divine timing just matches up. So back to this candle ritual, saying something during these these moments, really something that feels good to you. It doesn't have to be huge. It could be something along the lines of, I light this for myself and all those around and inside is where true happiness can really be found or whatever feels good to you, right? Take what you want, leave the rest. But whatever it is, share it with me, magicmf.com. I love hearing about your rituals, seeing pictures, hearing about what happened for you, what what your breakdown into your breakthrough was. I truly enjoy listening, hearing, and being a part of your journey as well. Um, I like to share my journey. That's the only place I can share from is my education, my experience, right? And sharing journeys and sharing just raises the vibe of the collective, raises the energy. If you're a solitary witch, ain't no thing, chicken wang, do your thing all by yourself because you a badass. Yet I am a community witch. I'm a rising Gemini. So community and communication and friends and social circles are very much a part of my practice. So whatever it is that you feel is integral to your practice, sweet soul, I invite you to do just that on self-love season. Another one that you could definitely do uh, that I plan on doing is a bath ritual, a self-love bath ritual. Uh, Maybe some milk, some goat's milk in your bath water, some salt, Epsom salt to symbolize the salt cakes that were offered during Lupercalia, some rose petals, some of that vanilla or rose oil. Maybe take the candle that you anointed with the sigils and the symbolism in it and bring it into your bath ritual. Uh, There's just so many things that you can pull into this. Uh, bring your flowers, bring your deities, bring your sacred space into your bath. And as you step into this bath, say something to yourself. Imagine being cleansed of all of the things that you don't love about yourself to make way for ways to love yourself even more. Maybe emptying yourself as we're in the third quarter, last quarter phase. It's about waning or emptying yourself. Maybe giving yourself up to the water, giving yourself up to, you know, the water bearer of Aquarius as well as the water sign of Scorpio. Using those energies together to really connect to yourself, be present in the moment, and Create the energy and the vibration and the frequency that you want to go out and come back to you. Times three, if that's what you believe. Maybe drinking some wine or um, having some of that chocolate or that water. Drinking moon water. Adding moon water into the bath. There's so many, like I said, different things that you can do to harness the power of self-love, self-worth, compassion, grace, growth, and making a genuine intentional change. With that, that is your cosmic quickie. That is also your, uh, that counts as your just the tip. By the way, your just the tip is that Lupercalia is awesome. That's your tip of the day from this badass witch. I'm working on my Patreon, so uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. We have social media all up and down the place. We've got an Instagram, Magic MF, or Magic Moon Phase is the page. And then we have a group, which is Magic MF, which is where all the awesomeness starts. I have an Instagram. Follow me for super awesomeness. And, uh... I think that's it. Oh, yeah. The SOS, the Spiritually Open Squad, is going hard. Um, If you are in the Minnesota area, March 7th, Saturday, March 7th, we will be celebrating with a full moon in-person ritual. 
If you're interested and you are in the Minnesota area, it will be by donation, and it is open to anyone and everyone at any level. We'll be having uh, yoga, sound healing. I'll be doing a guided meditation. We'll be doing some moon jams, making some stuff, some DIY, sharing, uh, lifting, supporting, and being one, uh, really connecting to our collective. So that would be on Saturday, March 7th here in Minnesota. So if you are in this area and interested in joining, please get a hold of me at magicmf.com. Dot com. Of course, I do tarot readings as well. That's one of my favorite things is to do coaching and intuitive guidance through the tarot. Making a genuine intentional change. Magic. Boom shakalaka boom bam. So tarot, SOS, by donation, moon rituals. I got this, that, and the other thing going on. Stay tuned, as I mentioned, for my Patreon. And I believe that is the conclusion of this week's episode. A little bonus episode. Your last quarter in Scorpio, I hope that you truly dig in deep to what it is that you want to release, any negative vibrations that are holding you back. Let me see your celebrations, your altars, your baths uh, for Lupercalia. And I wish you a brilliant celebration. And please, as always, continue to go make magic, motherfuckers. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs>